Does the Black Moon howl? Only for those with an unwavering desire to hear the truth. Access granted. You have been selected for an opportunity. An orientation as a trusted associate, if you will, into the secured, contained, and protected files of the Foundation. SCP Unredacted distributes new files for review, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, on secure channels on YouTube, Spotify, and scp-unredacted.captivate.fm. This week, we cover February's blotter, citation rules, disciplinary team captaincy, plagiarism, and we'll have Stormbreath on to chat and play some games. Since our last episode, Rainer Miller, a.k.a. SCP-4051, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood Keter, turned 29 years old. That isn't a joke. His age and birthday are given in his original article, and if you do the math, he turned 29 the day after our last episode was recorded. Our teen superhero is pushing 30. Damn. Oh, no. Oh, we're old. <laughs> it's time. It's a Spider-Man situation. <laughs> Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Noli. The K is silent. And this is SCP Weekly. What have we been up to for the last two weeks? Uh, uh, I uh, put in my two weeks notice for my shitty job. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yay. For leaving Hooray. bullshit situations. Yes. Yeah. I got a job offer for a new place that's opening in like a few weeks. Uh, a huge. I've never actually heard of it before. Actually, uh, Houston, Texas, hot chicken. Hmm. Yeah, that's new one for me. Yeah, no idea. Uh, yeah, but essentially, it's sort of like a. Uh, one I've gathered like a Chick Fil A esque mm-hmm. uh, restaurant, except uh, it's open on Sundays and there's no homophobia and transphobia nice that's uh, important nice yeah very cool now i just gotta deal with this bullshit for only a week and a half how many how how many jobs were you have you gone through in the last year uh i think three or four yeah uh, i i am on my because i started this before the last year so within February to February. This is my fifth. Damn. So I understand <laughs> trying to trying to find us a, a place that isn't absolute shit. Yeah, and there's not being wrong willing. With that. Yeah, no, not nothing being willing to take bullshit is is fine. And I wish I had tried to do that a thousand years ago in my life, but I have learned my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, kids, it's not wrong to go through a bunch of jobs in a year we're all still growing we're all still trying to find our place in the world and hey if it's not working for you right now you're still finding your place and that's okay having five w-2s to vile for taxes though is a whole okay yeah that part is bullshit (laughs) 
Oh. Our fucking sucks. So that was what I was gonna say for my last two weeks. Is I'm a guy who owns three LLCs and yep. it's tax season. Yeah. Fuck me mileage. <laughs> fuck me receipts. Fuck me credit card <laughs> statements. Fuck me all of the things plus W two wages plus ten ninety nine yep. wages. Oh yep. my god. Fuck yep. me with yep. taxes right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Like Canada isn't really that good of a much better of a place in America right now. But I'll give them this: they at least don't do the bullshit that America does with taxes, Martha. or essentially like the rest of the world does. Really, of just uh, just telling people how much they owe the government in taxes and just paying them. Yeah, instead of doing the. This game of catch up that they yeah. the American government has us do every year with trying to get a bunch of forms together, even though they know exactly how much we owe them. It's like, oh, but you yeah. gotta do it yourself, and if yeah. you get it wrong, even a little bit, we'll throw you into federal prison. We are the government, and you owe us money. Okay, how much money do I owe you? Yeah. Well, you yeah. tell me, I, and you better get it right, or you're going to jail if you don't. Yep. <laughs> Spend money to deal with money. Yeah, I have to how, hire a. How much do I owe you? Go fuck yourself. That's yeah. how much you owe me. I owe me. you exactly that many. Speaking of going to jail, there is uh, quite a few people that went to SCP Wiki jail this month. Cassie, you want to talk about it? Oh God, this it's so many things. Okay. User Dr. James Howell membership revoked for cold posted AI content, guys. User Dr. Mad Hatter membership revoked for cold posted AI content. There's too much of this. User level five Dr. Johnson slash Cam Johnson slash uh, the crazy Camden permanent ban for ban evasion and sock puppeting. At least change your name a little bit, guys. You like, crazy try. Cam guy. You crazy <laughs> right? guy. Crazy crazy. Look, just the wild and crazy Cam guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, user, see, here's an original name. I don't even know. I think Toasthead. Yeah. yeah. User Toasthead. Lots of, lots of numbers involved in that. Received a one month ban for extreme vehemence towards SCP Wiki staff and offsite SCP adjacent spaces. They are then believed to have used a humble toaster as a sock puppet account for ban evasion. This initially prompted a permanent ban for both accounts, though after an appeal, this ban was commuted back to one month. Another, use a different name. User Papa Donut has had their site membership revoked for alleged use of AI-generated text and repeatedly posting more or less the same article to the site after it was downvoted. Well, that's not a thing. Uh, user Draco Fullman briefly had their membership revoked for applying inappropriate tags to a page. Staff noted at the time that no indication that this was done maliciously, and Draco Fullman has rejoined the site after an appeal. Wasn't there just about a month or month and a half ago, like a big ta uh, tagging initiative that went out? I wonder if that had something to do with that. Yeah, uh, it looks like maybe people are still trying to get used to what they can and cannot get away with. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It says it wasn't done maliciously, but <clears throat> okay, that's fine. 
User Dimes PvP page is deleted and membership revoked for plag- plagiarism of RPC content. God, if you're going to plagiarize something, don't do that. Yeah. yeah don't do RPC. <laughs> don't do the homophobic basic bitch version of trying to copy the SCP founders. <laughs> Did you not think someone would notice? <laughs> also, like, oh, nobody will go here. <laughs> Guys, what? <clears throat> User Nerd Squadron membership revoked for unauthorized editing and problematic post po- cold posts. Cold posts? Cold posts. Uh, site disciplinary team member and SCP author Prismal has been investigated for allegedly plagiarizing the VS Battles wiki and failing to properly cite it as she did so. After consultation with the licensing team, it was decided that the article in question was in violation of the current licensing stance on citations. After the article in question was deleted, some of Prismal's conduct, including her persistence in addressing the matter in public channels, despite repeatedly being asked to move the discussion somewhere more sensitive, and her alleged misrepresentation of communications she she received from site staff, has also been investigated. According to Zine's post regarding the matter on the disciplinary forums, while for another user, these actions may have been taken as unintentional, Prismal is a member of the disciplinary team. Either she does know better and was acting intentionally or has a level of familiarity with disciplinary process considerably beneath the trust given to her. In the aftermath of these events, the disciplinary team as a whole recommended Prismal's removal from the team and has suggested a three-month censure. Censure. For her part, Prismal claims the source in question was originally omitted by mistake, that she did restrict her discussion of certain sensitive matters to non-public channels, speaking in public channels only on subjects for which such secrecy was neither necessary nor clearly requested, and that the alleged misrepresentations either were, in fact, fair representations of the communication she'd received or reflected misunderstandings based on limited information she possessed at the time due to the disciplinary team's alleged failure to communicate with her. Okay, she further argues that she was well within her rights to publicly criticize the disciplinary team's handling of her case and dispute their interpretation of events, arguing that It is entirely possible for staff members to disagree quite radically on matters, especially subjective subjective matters such as these, without necessarily being less trustworthy or less knowledgeable. In the recent disciplinary thread, staff are split between those who wish to remove Prismal from the disciplinary team and those who believe no action at all is required. At the time of writing, a final decision has not yet been made. I, 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 I don't know. I don't like any of that. How do you... No action? No action is a lot. It's a lot of nothing. 
there was some um, difference in opinion. So one of the things that weighed on kind of the whole thing being brought to light was the original author of the work from VS Battles that was quoted but not cited um, in the article, it was their opinion that the way Prismal used it in her article was mocking. And that was brought to the attention of the licensing team. Like, basically, that author was like, take it down. I don't like the way that it's in here. So that played into the situation as well. Like There were some external influences that kind of sparked everything to begin with. That and then there was uh, a period of time where Prismal was AFK and not able to be reached. Um, and that was sort of what brought uh, some of the the um, talking about what's going on in outside channels uh, about the disciplinary team and dis- decisions that were made because uh, the disciplinary team, for good reason, because Prismal said, I will be away, thought that Prismal would be away. And they thought that she would not be able to be uh, made contact with. So there's a lot going on to this. Uh, we'll put a link to this discussion thread in the show notes. So anybody who's curious, wants to know more about it, can go and see it. It's all in the public forums um, and the O5 wiki and the SCP wiki as well. Uh, so on the subject of the disciplinary team, Ace Mallard has resigned from her position as the captain of the wiki's disciplinary team, citing her lack of time and inability to focus on her duties, including the implementation of various changes the disciplinary team, in her opinion, needs to undergo. According to her announcement posts, she has originally intended to take the captaincy only for a few months after events in November 2020 left the captaincy vacant. Alas, come 2024, she found herself still in charge of the team, an oversight she felt the need to correct. Her departure leaves the disciplinary team without a captain for the time being, though she did leave behind a proposed policy for the selection of a new captain, wherein an aspiring captain would nominate themselves and would then need to be ratified by receiving 60% of approval in a staff vote. She also left behind an agenda of business she hasn't been able to get to, including several reforms proposed all the way back in 2020 and the establishment of a new, quote, sustainable way of recruiting new members to the disciplinary team. With the disciplinary team's unexpected change in captaincy coming in the wake of the plagiarism policy overhaul discussion and the events surrounding site admin Prismal's potential censure, Ace Mallard's successor will definitely have their hands full in their first few months in the position. In other news regarding the wiki staff, there has been a proposal to codify the way in which the wiki authors can cite text from which their articles borrow. Though the rules for citing images on the wiki have been well established and strictly enforced, rules for the citing of other texts are less well established. Despite the wiki's Creative Commons license requiring the proper citation of all materials from which anything on the wiki is derived, the proposal suggests that the wiki adopt a standardized citation format. Among the proposed options is the potential adoption by the wiki of MLA or APA formats or the devisement of a new standardized format for citing text on the wiki. Hmm. SCP format 6.0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excuse me. So just real quick before the next news, uh, I just want to draw the thread and go. I want to draw the thread all the way back to metaphysician, probably further back before metaphysician, because uh, that is the the most recent previous case of uh, somebody very well renowned in the SCP community having an issue with, quote, plagiarism and not citing texts that were used in their works. Um, and now this comes up again. And I, I just want to say we are not reporting on any of these things to um, to drag somebody through the mud or uh, defame their character or anything like that. These are important things that are happening on the wiki. These are important things that are happening in the SCP community. And there's a lot of buzz in the uh, SCP wiki admin about, hey, this is actually a real problem that we need to address and we need to find a better solution to because the community is growing. And if we don't fix this, it's going to cause us problems down the road. So um, I I don't know Prismal well enough to say that she's a friend, but I have had extensive personal conversations with Prismal and I can say that um, you know, the stuff that Prismal's involved in right now. Um, I, I don't think that intentional plagiarism or um, using those words as was um, alleged as, as a mockery is, is part of her character. I don't think that is. And it's really unfortunate that, you know, individuals are going to have to get embroiled in these things. And it's, it's unfortunate that it affects individuals the way that it does. But the bottom line for us is that this is something that's happening within the SCP community that needs to be talked about and it needs to be reported at least at least for the sake of posterity. So uh, while there are many events unfolding that will affect the wiki, its policies, and by extension the SCP community as a whole, as the site admin team and team captains mull through the decisions they'll have to make about plagiarism, licensing, citations, and discipline, Another KCON is well underway. KCONs, or Thousand Contests, have become a rite of celebration for the community. It's the way the community celebrates that there's still enough life left to fill those a thousand slots, and not with every single article that gets posted to the site, but those articles that make it through the fire and survive. It's more than a contest. It's the community's way of celebrating the SCP concept itself. Posting for the SCP-8000 contest closed yesterday, and more than 80 authors have posted their entries. Iron Shears, a relatively unknown author with only two other main list articles to their name, led the rankings for nearly a week with their entry with love from Ada.zip. The article takes the form of a playable video game in which the player converses with a Maxwellist whose mind has been uploaded into a computer. The piece's number one position was supplanted by Plague PJP's Seal of Approval, a story about a researcher receiving therapy from an infinitely long seal. Works by <laughs> Jay Dune and Rounder House have also been climbing the ranks, and it's possible that one or more of them will overtake the current frontrunner. We've been providing daily covers on the 8K contest since posting began. Results will be decided in approximately four weeks on March 11th. So let's talk about our favorite KCON entries and see if that changes in two weeks. I, so there, it's done. There are no more submissions being accepted. None. Whenever this episode airs, that posting actually ends at midnight tonight. 
Oh man. Oh man. Do you uh SD Lock, Montague, etc. Like they just posted theirs. So Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I don't have a time machine, so Yep, no. No, just as a as a thing, because we don't know what'll what'll happen. Oh man. So let's talk about our favorite KCON entries. Nolan, I know you got a favorite. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, okay, so... You got three favorites, and you're going to spoil them all for us. <laughs> go ahead. Go no, ahead and spoil go- it. I, I will, was going I will make to, but... you fast forward all the way through it. Just do it. No. Okay, go ahead. Nope. Do it. The listeners it. love it when I make Nolan go... <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't now. Maybe yeah, I'll deprive you, you of that no, good you- content. That's just never gonna happen. You, Do your thing. Okay, but listen. ruin my day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but there are a few entries that I do really enjoy so far uh, in the contest. A lot of them have been great so far. There's a few that really come off to me. Uh, you know, one. Uh, being Iron Shears, you know, with love from Ada. Uh, another one that I really enjoy was Rounder House's entry, The Gears of Time, uh, which, for those that haven't read that, it's essentially uh, him telling a story of a centuries-long romance spanning across countries and continents, uh, and it includes lesbian Vikings, so, you know, that's unique. You know, media could always use more of that. Yep. Uh, but I think by far my top favorite entry has to be uh, Burial Goods by Grigory Carpin. And it's really because its general theme really sticks to me. Uh, Context wise, for the story, uh, essentially is two stories that we get unfolding as we read on. Uh, First is the Foundation finding evidence of a war that took place between the Deva, uh, who, if you don't know, uh, Grigori Carbon actually uh, wrote and created uh, the Davite Hub. All the lore that's on there, he wrote that. Uh, So, you know, I recommend you read that. But it was a war between the Deva and the Children of the Night, SCP-1000. But at the same time, it's coinciding with a story about the researcher that's leading this project. Because the researcher, uh, you know, spoilers, believe me out if you want, and it really and Gregory uh, in the comments he posted that this really came from a very personal place for him uh, because uh, he writes that about a decade ago uh, he lost his mother and mm-hmm. it was a very traumatic experience for him. I won't go into details about it. He goes into it on the common, but it was a truly horrible moment that nobody should ever have to experience. And 
he tried to distill that, you know, that despair, that guilt of why am I here, but this person isn't anymore. Mm. That insane desire of what if I could change it? What if I did something different? All the what ifs that a person goes through during that time that in hindsight, they know that maybe something could have been different, but at the time they couldn't have known. Nobody could have known that it's impossible and pointless to try to think about that. But in grief, logic isn't really at the forefront. And I really connected with that because uh, in my own life, roughly around the same time, Gregory lost his mother. I lost my dad. Uh, yeah. And I just couldn't get out of the mindset of, could I have done something different? And of course I couldn't. It, it's fucking cancer. What could I have done? Yeah. But I always would think of, could I have done something different? Could I have said something different with my dad? Could I have, you know, been kinder in some, uh, you know, conversations that we've had? Could I have let him know more things about me? Could I have tried to know more things about him that he could have told me about when he was still alive? All of those what ifs and that desire to change things, knowing that it can't happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to change. It's, it's, the it's, it's final. Yeah. It's done. done. And the only way is to try and find a path forward. And that really yeah. hits when you read this article. Like, Rigori poured that grief and all that emotional turmoil that he felt regarding his mother's passing into this. And with my similar experience, it personally resonated with me. It's definitely, there might be better stories out there, but out of all of them, this has to be my top favorite AK Con entry. That's a good one. I, I think you and I read like a completely separate set of entries because I, I got some time to sit down and read a handful. And uh, so um, Jay Dune's entry, the uh, uh, Feeding the Trolls, that one, if that one hangs on to its place, like it's been bouncing up and down into the number one slot a couple of times, that has the potential to be the absolute shortest KCON winning entry ever, uh, because it's it's it uses a lot of visuals, it uses a lot of pictures. Uh, if you haven't checked that one out, go read it. Not my favorite. Um, I read uh, Storm Breaths because we were gonna have Storm Breath on. Storm Breaths is a really good recreation of. Um, God, the Red Death. Is that what it's called? Uh, 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 Edgar Allan Poe story? The Red Death with a very with a very Parawatch vibe. Um, Ip is back. Did, did you guys know that Ip hasn't posted anything in a year and a half? No, I hadn't Since realized that. Ip, Ip took it, and, and, and this has been posted uh, publicly, but Ip took a, a mental health break from the wiki. <clears throat> Actually deleted their account for a year and a half. Oh. Ip is back. And the uh the 8KCon, Ip's 8KCon entry is um right back to Sloth Pit and then out not in Sloth Pit and right back to Sloth Pit again 
um, like like they never left the site. Yeah. It's it was a really good read, mm-hmm. and it was my favorite. That one was my favorite, just because I have a, a special place in my heart for Sloth Spit, Wisconsin. But um, my favorite is Many Meats. Many Meats' entry. Um, I don't even remember the name of it. It's Latin, and it's just like another. Um, it's another Rome took over the multiverse skip. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more. Um, usually, when I see a bunch of uh, expandables in an article, I'm just like, "Fuck this." <clears throat> I'm out because you're trying to trick me into reading a novel that I didn't show up to read. I love expandables. <laughs> That's where the good shit is, guys. That's where the good shit is. The more expandables I see, the more likely I am to read it right yeah. fucking there. <laughs> not, 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 I'm not an expandables wiki <gasps> reader, but yep. that one, I was like, you know what? This is okay. I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm very glad I did. So many many meets his entry is is my favorite cake on art. Nice, nice. There's a lot of really good ones. There's a, the 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 seal of approval. That's really good. Like that's really good. It deserves to be in the top ten. I'm not going to say whether I think it deserves to win, but it deserves is, to be in the top ten. Is there a a link or place to go to see what has uh, like what has uh, this is 10, this is 12, this is 13, this is 1. Like, the upvotes as it's going, or do you have to flip through all the articles? Rounder House's page, Rounder House's author page, has a yeah. live count. You can find it on the Rounder that page. That bitch! Yeah, of course. Making me go to his author page! Yeah. yeah. Fucking! It's really well organized. Like, I, nobody does it better than Rounder. Except for except for yeah. J Dune and Plague PJP, it sounds uh, yeah. seems like <laughs> amazing. Yeah, not only jerk. God, not only is he you know one of the youngest writers to have started on the wiki. Not only is he you know a gorgeous motherfucker in real life, but he is organized, and I can respect that. This article of his is seventeen pages long. Yeah, he yeah, wrote right. a book. He wrote a if- book. You can't enter a book. Also, fun fact. This wasn't his original entry that he was going to go with. He, he was going to go with something else, and he decided, no, I'm not going to do that, and wrote this one in a single night. Yeah, it was like eight hours. It took him eight yeah. hours to write that. Can't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I hate him or if I love him or which is more, but there's just an amount of makes me want to rub my temples when I think about certain things just, having to do with He exists in the same world that we do. I can't process that. He is no longer <laughs> a fucking child and he exists in real life and not just on a website somewhere. Is some, I can't. I'm just not. <laughs> Cassie, have you have you have you read enough to have an established favorite yet? No, I haven't okay. had any time to really sit down with yeah. a lot of them in general, let alone uh it's just it hasn't been a thing. But so I, for the record, our favorites, Nolan's is Gregory's and mine is Mini Meats. Yes. Cassie, Cassie will be back in two weeks with her favorite. I'm sure I'm, you will have I'm read unknown. some by then. I I would I I haven't been able to keep up with reading for so long at this point. I don't have a choice now. Yeah. I can't not read the 8,000 8, posts. <laughs> and I, I have to go through and read the ones by people who have never posted before first. Yeah. Like, I have to... 
And I read it, I posted it on our 8KCon update too. Like, good luck to everybody who posted today because eight of the top 10 are already over 100 upvotes. Like, you gotta, you don't just have to beat them, you gotta catch up with them first. Yeah. So, there's still about a month left. Yeah. All right. What's up? That was that. That was that. What's going on with new skips and tails these last two weeks? Let's see. How many 8K con entries have we have? Over 80. So there are, yeah, there are 19 new SCP articles, not including 8K con. I was just wondering how many, how many are there with SCP 7636 by Pedantic uh, at 52, which is really nice. And there are two new tales. Hmm. Nobody has time to read most of these, probably. Yeah, nobody, but I'm nobody glad nobody has time to write a tale right now either. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I expected. I'm glad that Pedantics is doing well then, because even yeah. when there isn't a lot going on, it's hard for new pages to get up there, especially as we go two weeks to two weeks. So that's nice. Maybe people are trying to give attention to things that probably won't be paid attention to because everybody is on 8K. So I'd like to think so, <laughs> but it's nice. 52 is a lot. That's a bunch. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break and we'll be back with offsite news and storm breath. Hey there, SCP fans. We're the podcast Simply Creative People, focused on the stories in the SCP universe and discussing creative processes. I'm Gregory Carpin, author of the wiki. Wow, the whole wiki. I'm Harry Blank, author of, I guess, the only hundred or so pages Grigori didn't write. Together, it's our sworn duty to endlessly flaunt the creative works of SCP writers and bask in their reflected glory, while Grigori tries to make good points, and I attempt to stop him. Right, all of that. But we're also interested in bridging the gap between all of the fans of the SCP fiction. Whether that means you enjoy YouTube videos or read the wiki regularly, we're the podcast for you. We frequently have guests on to talk about the projects or about things that they love. And right now, we're doing a deep dive into different groups of interest and recommending a few articles each episode. So join us for a semi-weekly discussion podcast where we mock each other and talk about the stories you love. You may just learn something. Find the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or at our show page on anchor.fm slash simply dash creative dash people. Or follow the show on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Thanks to our sponsor, Dotto Universe Sales. Very exciting story. You see where Dotto is discovered doing sale of universe. While Dotto has not yet done the universe sale, perhaps it is good market for future Dotto to get into and experience high profit. Dotto Multiverse, coming soon to theater and laundromat near you. <laughs> the MCU, but it's all Dotto. <laughs> You know how the Marvel logo has the rolling, all the films and stuff, but it's just Dotto ads for the different things. <laughs> Dotto. There's <laughs> a banana, there's a rabbit. <laughs> Honestly, I would pay to see a Dottoized MCU. Oh, no, no. Don't put that out there. Someone will pick it up. <laughs> yeah. 
artist listening to this, get on it. You know, make some Dotto, artwork. Get on it. What would Dotto's MCU look like? Oh, I found the contest rankings. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow, Jay Dune is up at 190. That's crazy pants. Who would That's negative a good that? Article. Who's negative thing these things? That's not nice. If you're in the top ten, like to me, I agree with Gregory Carpin's theory on on upvotes and downvotes. Like, if if, if you, you don't like it, just yeah. If you don't like it, just no vote. Like a downvote means you think this article should not exist. A downvote means you think this article needs to be deleted. I don't think that's what's happening here, though. No, it's not. That's that's like okay. I don't like it. I'm gonna downvote it. But if you're gonna go, I need. To, I don't think anybody downvoted because they're like this shouldn't exist Mm-mm. on this planet. Please remove it. That's they not downvoted because they don't want it to win. That's what I. That's so. That's what I'm saying. That's just yeah. fucking rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two hundred people thinking this is amazing, yeah. and twenty going eh, whatever. Just fucking move on. At least the authors can see who it was that downvoted, like upvotes and downvotes. And I wasn't aware of that mechanic <laughs> until like a few months ago. And so I had, um, I reached out to IP to see if they wanted to come on the show, which they're tentatively okay with. And, uh, and they <laughs> responded like, oh, thanks for upvoting my AKCon article, by the way. And I was like, oh, yeah, I that's do- a thing. That, that made me feel weird. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan, do you remember who it was that deleted their entry because they were just tired of the fucking bullshit discussion about it? It was so controversial. Like it had uh, it I I did the I think I did the update on it, but it had exactly zero points with fifty-two upvotes and fifty-two downvotes. And it had the yeah. most comments of anything. And I don't remember whose it was, but they were like, fuck this. It was fish to the twelfth. It was fish to the twelfth. Oh, yeah, and they were like, "Ah, uh, I'm done. This is this is too. I'm just stop fucking talking about it. I'm done. I'm deleting it." <laughs> like Perdoz has been negative into the negatives. This I don't like that. Well, I mean, they whatever. might not be that good. I see. Now I'm gonna have to start at those articles. I know there was some talk amongst like the, the newer authors. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's the AK Con, so now I can post without getting any crit." Well, welcome to the deep well. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be eating good after this. Dr. Sherman of Site 42 has announced that Site 42 will not attempt to read every KCON entry aloud as they did for the 7K contest, citing complications in his personal life, as well as their failure to finish the ambitious project during 7KCON. According to Dr. Sherman, this does not represent a permanent retirement of the tradition he attempted to establish during 7KCON, and he hopes he will be in a position to read the entries aloud once again by the time 9K Con occurs. For the time being, he has reached out to the various guests he collaborated with in his attempt for last year and asked them to perform the readings in his stead. We were just talking to him about that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to do it. 
You're going to have to. <laughs> Not me. You have to fill the void. Like, that would be a massive collaboration. Like, get everybody together. Get Sherm together. Get Maxwell in there. Get Volgan in there. Get Creepy Otter back online. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll jump in there. Like, get us all in there. Yeah. Nomadic Archives. Get all the readers in there. And let's all, like, do a rotation or something. Like, let's make yeah. a big collab out of it. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, just, like, one small group of two or three people. That's because th- I think... And there's probably stats on it somewhere, the 8K Con articles. I don't think the 8K Con articles are stacking up to be on average as long as the 7K Con articles were. But still, there's some long ones in there, man. I mean, I was just looking at an entire book. So, yeah. So, what you're saying is you're not covering specifically Rounder Houses and a couple of others. No, what I'm saying is I'm specifically. <laughs> Not fucking doing it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> specifically, I mean, I'll like do it. at all. Yeah, no one will do the all hundred entries by himself at all. Like I would, yeah, I would. I'll do it. I would do one of those. Like our powers combined, we make you know SCP Captain Planet. But <sighs> not. I don't, there's no way. No. I will say this real quick. Uh, real quick. For if you guys have not seen Sherm's latest video of the bottle dick compilation oh. of readings please do so it's fucking hilarious because literally starting off one of the first sentences i hear sherm say is he inspired me to start sucking dick <laughs> it's it's beautiful okay okay I have something yeah. to do later. <laughs> and now let's introduce our guest this week. Yeah. <laughs> he did not inspire me to start sucking dick. <laughs> Storm breath, you're muted. There you uh, go. Yeah. You guys sound. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Bottle dick is... um. Yeah, uh, certainly a canon. Um, I think I, that's the most polite thing I can say about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. All I can say is, all I can say is, I wish I was someone's inspiration for sucking dick. You know? Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. come on. It'd be a compliment. Get busy, Noah. Oh, anyway, let's, let me do the proper introduction, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. We have company, Cassie. I'm sorry you started it. Yeah, get your mind out of the gutter. I was good until Kelsey started it. I'm sorry. And now, let's introduce our guest this week. Let's all welcome SCP author and head of the Wiki's technical team, Stormbreath. Yay! Hello! Yay! Edited fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> Dead people from the 50s cheering. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stormbreath, you, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I've been writing for the wiki for um, what is, I think, coming up on like, oh god, uh, I think it's coming up on seven years now. Which is far longer than I really thought I'd be here. But I also honestly expected to never leave. So 
side. Um, I'm stuck with you now. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I don't think I don't think I can leave at the, at this point. Um, so in in that time since since becoming involved, I've risen up the ranks of like raw authors and writing. Um, I, yeah, I I've I'm head of the te- uh, one of the co heads of the tech team, which is uh, something I've been in for uh, three years now. Um, and that's like one of my main pushes as running the wiki is trying to keep that technical side of things going. Well, talk to us, talk to us about the tech team, because that's, it's really interesting. And we've had other team members, but I don't think we've had any team captains on the show yet. And mm. I, I, I'm still kind of learning what all the different teams do. Some of them is pretty obvious, like discipline. Guess what they do. But <laughs> tech, right. That could, that could cover a multitude of things, uh, so tell us a little bit about what your team does and if maybe there's an issue that you guys are currently affected by that you think the greater community might need to be aware of. Like that would be a good place. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so tech team, generally speaking, um, we have a few big pushes, one of which is covering up um, vulnerabilities for anything on Wikidot, Wiki which is not something I can talk about too freely and then the other big things are making sure that all of our technical components themes everything is working properly trying to make sure that those are all things that users can use easily um we've had a lot of pushes over the last couple of years to make sure that offsets themes components are things that are actually accessible to users so that they can take whatever theme use it well um get offsets working because with AK especially, everyone loves offsets, but nobody really seems to understand how they work and get functioning. Um, so that those are some of our, our big pushes: our CSS on the wiki components, um, anything that's kind of user facing, and that's a lot, lot, lot of what I focus on. And then we also do tagging approval. So the tag system is uh, implemented by uh, MAST maintenance. I, I forget what MAST stands for. Um, it's like maintenance auxiliary staff team. Yeah. The catch all the rest of the things team. They do everything <laughs> else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so they actually have the manpower to put tags on articles after they've been posted. We focus on approving tags, so we generate the list and we choose what's going in to the, on the wiki. Um, big issues that people might be need to be aware of right now. Um, hmm. Oh, well, I mean, I can talk about this is a really cool thing that we just that just got implemented, but it's the preview component which has actually been in place for a while now, but it just got actual functionality in Chrome implementation. So this is something that's really cool that we were working on for a while in coordination with SMLT. So now when you search up an article on Chrome, Chrome is now able to display a short text snippet and show that to users is that related to the preview that we're seeing kind of debut on the 8k con hub page the previews yes. article is that the same thing yes it is the same is the same preview 
Um, and I think SMLT like got around to implementing that because we had debuted it on the AK page. So that's a really cool thing that just um, happened. The big thing to be aware of though with this component is due to some um, somewhat unfortunate technical limitations, you really can't um, do anything to format screwy with this because it does have to get spit out by Chrome on Discord and Chrome does not have the ability to display colored text or like any kind of special formatting really. So if you're interested in using this preview, you do need to be pretty limited in what you're putting in there. There's a lot less creativity, which is unfortunate, but it's necessary for how, how this component works and letting Chrome actually display things. But I wouldn't put it past the creative minds that are part of this community to figure out a way to use that as a format screw. Like it's coming eventually. You give them you give them an option, they're going to weave it in. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm a little. I'm. It's it's unfortunate that we do have to limit the creativity in the ways that we we did, but it was really necessary to actually make this component work as a tool. So. Yeah, because there's there's something that we had to give up to implement that as an option, wasn't it? Because that was something that was used as like the licensing box or something like that. We had to give up the licensing box. Um, that was not really something that we actually had to give up per se, because licensing wasn't actually using that um, function. It was implemented by an old licensing captain, and then we went and like checked with the team, and they were like, oh we didn't even know that existed. Uh, we didn't even know that was there. And then we explained like how much of a downside it was causing. And they were like, oh yeah, totally get rid of it. So yeah. we had to get rid of something, but it wasn't, the trade-off was like yeah. incomparable. The cost yeah. of spare parts. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, can we talk about your, uh, some of your career as an author a little bit? Cause Getting ready for this, I definitely read your 8K con entry, um, mm, and I hope yes. like what I, I sent you a message, and I hope it did because it was not a ParaWatch entry, but it definitely had ParaWatch vibes. And I want to say like I didn't say that uh, meaning to offend, but then getting ready for this episode, I went and looked at your author page, and of course, you wrote two of my favorite uh, ParaWatch entries: um, the Bigfoot did it and uh, the Pruder record. Oh, yeah. Immediately I saw those and I was like, okay, all right, I dig it. <clears throat> yeah, the, the Parawatch um, vibes of the VAK were not super intentional, but I definitely, yeah. like, it's a writing style that I really enjoy writing. So I definitely know how it bled in there, even though it wasn't, like, a conscious decision. Yeah. Um, and I'm... I've I really love writing uh, Parawatch stuff. Um, Bigfoot did it as part of a series uh, of true crime articles that I've written, and those are some of my favorite uh, articles to write on the site. Um, that's absolutely one of my favorite series, and I think the parallels between that and my AK were definitely pretty pretty intentional. Um, it's very similar to the Pruder record in kind of its themes with cursed media. I love the Pruder record. 
Yeah, that was a really, really fun article to write. I think I wrote it and then it sat in a sandbox for like two years before I actually posted it. And then I finally looked at it and realized this is just ready to post and I haven't touched it in years. I'm just going to throw this out on the wiki, um, which was really funny because I kind of forgot a lot of the thematic intent I had while writing it. When I went to post it, I kind of forgot a lot of what the symbolism me- meant. So going back into it had a really distinct vibe because I was kind of reading it for the first time again and having to figure out what I meant by it. And Cassie, do you, do, have you read the Pruder record or did you look? Because I, I read that on Unredacted. Uh, go list because you're into found footage. And yeah. that's defi- it's like cursed found footage. It's very, mm-hmm. very up your alley. I think you would enjoy it. Um, and Stormbreath, uh, another uh, one of your articles that I wanted to highlight just because of the massive upvote count on it, but also one of my favorite articles, um, 6140, your mm. um, 6K con entry with Mallard, right? With Ace Mallard? Yes, with, with Mallard. Um, that was a really, really fun article to write as well. Uh, Ace Mallard came up with the, the general idea for that, and then we spent... Acon working on it, uh, or Sixcon working on it. Very funny story with this article that I don't know if I ever shared publicly. I'm, I'm sure I have, but everyone talks about how the connection to the nature theme is really understated in the article, and it absolutely is. And we came up with this justification that's about true natures and the like, the true nature of the Davites. The ultimate truth is that's kind of just like something we made up after the fact because originally it was supposed to be an article that focused on Davite horticulture like an element of Davite lawyers that they have really strong and anomalous plants and everything and that's like a running theme throughout their their concepts and originally that was going to be like a bigger element of the piece and that's why we went with this pitch for our six con entry and then we just didn't write that. And then we like looked at the, <laughs> yeah. at the article at the end and we were like, oh, that's like mentioned in like two lines. It's barely there. Uh, it's not enough to carry this article for this like theme. And we just, and, uh, but we had already written the article. So we didn't want to drop it as our cake on entry. So we just went with it and made something up later. Yeah, um, and I'm glad you did. Like, it's it's funny that it worked out that way. I the thing that stood out to me the most is, and so for anybody listening, we're talking about six one four zero, and it's uh, the True Empire. I think was the name of it. And basically, without spoiling a lot of things, it's where like uh, the current timeline and the Daybite t- timeline sort of intersect. And then now we're we're in this new world where the Daybites have always existed, and uh, the 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 doctor's testimony at the end is like incredibly powerful. Like that's a moving speech coming from someone who is like, we have existed. I've, I know you people like I've known you and now it's like, you're just getting here and it's, and, and you're suspicious of us when we've existed in this world together for so long. And uh, I, that's an article I think a lot of people should check out. And a lot of people have, um, if you're going by the upvote count, that article has, what, 814 upvotes? Yes. I'm looking at it right now, 814. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Massive yeah. upvotes. <laughs> yeah. I think that is definitely one of the strongest things I've written for the wiki, both thematically and like my writing qualities. That's one of the best things I've put out there. And I'm really happy that a lot of people have responded to that and agree with that. Yeah. And not just responded, but I think uh, you you might be able to say that this article or the concept of an article like this was inspiration for some of the things that uh, Montague is doing now with uh, like Cain and Abel um, with some oh. of the uh, the, the so refreshing yeah. the lore of it. Like I did, I'm not I'm not yeah. retconning it. I'm not changing the way that it was, but. Um, this is a new way to look at it. It's sort of the the, the Cruella treatment to the Davites and uh, Cain and Abel. Yeah, I I definitely I've seen that article, but it was really long and I didn't get the chance to check it out. So I definitely will go back to that after this. Um, As one does, prob- probably after I get through the backlog of AK entries, because I really there's a lot <laughs> that's been posted that I haven't had the chance to read yet. Yeah. So that's kind of big priority kelsey what article that you did are you talk? did you mention for unredacted oh uh the pruder record okay i want to try and find it yeah i did 6140 too nice well i will find both see i don't have time to read anything so you have to do them all so let's go with 8k all right, we're counting I do on the reading you. So you don't have to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, are we ready for Don't Blink? Storm Breath. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this game, uh, the basis is Kelsey is going to roll his Skittily Bop, uh, which is a giant dice that he has, uh, and it's going to roll for an investigation check you're going to have a 0.5 multiplier on your roll. And whatever it becomes, that's how long you'll have to see the image. So say it landed on a 10, it's going to be half that, so you'll only have 5 seconds to look at the image. And then you'll have 10 seconds to describe the image that you saw. You don't need to say the name of it or where it's from, but do your best to just describe what we're showing you. Just tell us what you see. All right. Yep, tell me when to stop rolling. Uh, now. That's five. five. All right. Yeah. So you get a two and a half second gander at this. And a half. There you go. All right. Now you have 10 seconds to describe what you saw. So it was an stained glass portrait of Al-Gata that said, Algata always draws you back, and there were some figures with animal heads uh, in the foreground. Three figures, and then what looked like various scenery from Algata, which is by metaphysician in the background in stained glass. I think the figures were not meant to be stained glass, but I'm not 100% on that. <clears throat> Ten seconds. Uh, and so now I'll pull it back up. So we can actually take a, a good look at. There it is. And every night, Alagata drags you back. So this is, and I apologize because seven four six two. It was commissioned. Uh, to tab 07 for SCP-7462. This actually appears in the article. 
And so we got, <clears throat> looks like some hanged king action in the background here. Stained glass. The whole article is written as a as a play. It's, oh, wow. it's quite it's quite a lot of things happening in this. Is that article. is that the Hang King's comedy? No, or is that a different one? That's a different I one. Th- think Hang King's comedy is a different one. It's it's a remix con entry of SCP two two six four, which was the original Algada article. Um. And a really important part of that article initially, or part of that lore, is that the Hanged King is from Alagata. Um, the Hanged King's ambassador in 701 is the ambassador of Alagata. So, definitely linked to Hanged King, although it's not the Hanged King article itself. Isn't he a known entity for the for Alagata? Yes, uh, I'm, I forget what, how, how, um, metaphysician used the Hang King in SCP-2264, but in 701, I believe the implication is that the Hang King is the king of Alagana. Yeah. Uh, There's a tale that really, really does a good job of, and I know there is no canon, but, um, uh, theology of a snake. Yes. Yeah, that, I remember because I made you read yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Nolan. Finally, you got me with one. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but that tale does a really good job of, of not just uh, explaining the Hang King's origins in Alagata, but like building a lore around it. It was a really good description of it. Yo, Kelsey, going through 7462, I think you might need to do this. Yeah, there's a lot I need to do. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. I think this has to go on that plate somewhere in the back. The plate's only so big, Cassie. I've got to get you a bigger plate. <laughs> now for our next game, we are going to play Not Two Truths and a Lie. <laughs> in fact, we are going to start a <laughs> brand new game for the show called Fact or Myth. However, first we're going to look at Billet's uh, two truths and a lie that he gave last week, which was one, I have scaled Mount St. Helens. Two, I am two degrees of separation away from Jim Carrey. And three, I have played over 10,000 hours in Minecraft. And I know I picked Jim Carrey. What was yours, Nolan? Uh,. I think I was Jim Carrey as well. Jim Carrey. I, I wasn't. He, I wasn't here for that. So yeah. I'm guessing Minecraft. Absolutely true. Okay. As someone with <laughs> almost 2,000 hours in No Man's Sky, I understand Minecraft is a thing. So, not that one. I'm guessing more or less degrees of separation from Jim Carrey, or it's not Mount St. Helens. It's a different mountain. Which one? Uh, it's a different mountain. Okay. Storm Breath, do you have a uh, a, su- a suspicion? Oh, um, the Minecraft's definitely correct. Uh, <laughs> See, we're all like, no, it's not that. 
Yeah, yeah. Why oh, would you lie about that? Thousand hours of Minecraft. The Minecraft is too is way too believable to the point where I think it's only if it's if it's the lie, it's like an intentional misdirect of just something like that's way too believable as the lie to throw everyone off. Yeah. Um, I think <sighs> Mount Saint. I think from my understanding, Mount Saint Helens is not like a huge hiking thing. So I think I'm gonna go with Mount St. Helens, but I think it could be Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm leaning to Mount St. Helens right now. Um, oh no. Climbed you around. I think I'm, yeah. Hmm. You can't Google it. (laughs) Cheater. Cheater. Um, I'll I'll stick with Mount St. Helens then. That was a reaction. Twitter's response to, uh, two truths and a lie was 66%. Jim Carrey, 33% Mount St. Helens, <laughs> and 0% <laughs> thousand hours of Minecraft. Like, nobody believes that's a lie. Everyone knows um, Bill is, is a fucking nerd. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> the answer, Cassie, this is going to be like, it's going to be the best thing ever for you because not only did you get it right, you got it right for the right reason. These not assholes! Only- has Billeth not scaled Mount St. Helens? It was another mountain. He scaled Mount Rainier, but he's never touched Mount St. Helens. Do you see? <laughs> Do you see why the anomaly is somebody actually not fibbing a little bit of it in order to turn it into a lie? These assholes. I'm okay with not doing this anymore. I've had enough. Up to here with jerks. <laughs> You're going out with a win, Cassie. <laughs> Yes. Nice. (laughs) Gonna be suspicious of people forever. Thanks, Billith. I'm already (laughs) paranoid and you made it worse. I gotta talk to my therapist tomorrow about this shit. (laughs) Now, Stormbreath (laughs) is going to tell us a fact and a myth. And it's up to us to figure out which is which. So... There is a river of blood uh, uh, in Antarctica, and there is a rare species of walking tree in Canada. Hmm. One of those is a fact, and one of those is a myth. Yes. Hmm. There's a river of blood in Antarctica? Possibly. That's the fact, yeah. Or that's one of the two things I said. Yeah. I mean, there's also flowers blooming in Antarctica. So, all right, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, fact is the river of blood, and myth is the species of walking tree. I mean, I'm no, I know I'm like a three word Google search away from having the actual answer, but I'm not going to play that way. So, I I know the answer because going to the thing tree or blood is on my bucket list. Okay, so you're going to mm-hmm. recuse yourself because you, for a fact, know the answer. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll drop that on our socials, so leave us a comment, tell us what you think, and we'll find out the answer next week when we have Dr. Maxwell on. But before we leave, do we have mail? Oh, you know we have it. You know we have it. We got two Uh, mails. We got two whole mails. Two. 
They send us things they like us. So uh, the first one, considering 8K Connoisseur, and these are both really good questions. We're going to talk about this for a minute, I think. Mm-hmm. Considering 8K Connoisseur here, what's your favorite genre of SCP? Signed, not Ficus. That's our friend, Fern Feichel. It's uh, not and just Ficus. Before, before, I, before I answer that question, I just want to say, Fern, we love you, brother, and sorry for what <laughs> you're going through with your family. Oh, Wish there was yeah. something more that we could do to make it better, but uh, you're in our thoughts and prayers and fucking you know, virtual high five and shit. Love you. Thank you for taking the time to send us mail. Yep. Uh, so considering it. 8KCon, what's your favorite genre of SCP? Uh, hmm. World altering horror. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Wow, I think for me. Yeah. I think my favorite genre. I don't know. I'm a sucker for cosmic horror. There's something about, you know, you know, just having that smidge of existentialism when, you know, Ooh. reading your favorite stories every now and then. It just hits different, you know? Yeah. Existential no. dread and sadness presented in a way <laughs> that this could be real. <laughs> oh, yeah. How often do you cry for the dragons, Kelsey? Every time I read it. Yep, right? <laughs> it's the death of whimsy. Like I know, that probably got you right in that exact feel yeah. that you crave. Yeah, it does. For us, like, that oh probably gut-punched you. If I gave a nickel for every time I read a story about dragons that made me cry, I'd have I'd two have... nickels, which isn't <laughs> a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. What's the other one? <laughs> Uh, Kirby's, right? Uh, I believe Kirby wrote it. Yeah, it's... Uh, I forget the exact number, but it's uh, to slay a dragon. Mm. Oh. 3844, uh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's literally about uh, one of the founding uh, members of the foundation, uh, you know, starting off in, like, late 1800s, early 1900s, fighting a real dragon uh, in the in the Alps, uh, forging a friendship with it, but, like, a slow uh, death of whimsy over time, even as you're reading the articles, as, like, you know, the sense of, like, amazement and whimsy being replaced by cold, analytical, you know, scientific jargon. To explain away the magic, uh, yeah, and it's it's a sad ending. Uh, that sounds like a uh, mint I could suck on for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a, cry. right up your that's alley. A really, really great article of Kirby's. Um, the thing that's always funny to me about that one is that um, the four thousand contest theme was history, and Kirby's actual entry into the contest barely related to the idea of history. It was like a really tenuous grasp. And then before the contest voting period ended, he posted to slay a dragon, which really ties into the idea of history in this like really meaningful and direct capacity. And I remember reading this at the time and everyone in like the group chats we were in, we all read it and we were like, Kirby, why was this not your 4,000 entry? This is so clearly linked to history in a way. And it's just like, yeah, um, I messed up here. This, this should have been the 4K. <laughs> I, I chose the wrong article. Oh, oh no. nice and lost. Oh, mm. man. Yeah, so uh, very different. Like I, everyone else in this uh, here also like cosmic horror, really like grand scale articles. But I really like mm-hmm. the small scale stuff, uh, especially um, like the or great. Kelsey didn't say like 
cosmic horror, but existentialism. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the stuff that feels like an X-Files episode, just like a random monster, a random thing. The monster thing of the that, week. The monster of the week that's like small and understated kind of stories that it makes, it's not breaking the masquerade and it's something the foundation is reasonably containing. It's like the personal, uh, very direct horror. Is yeah. that's why I like the most. You know what? Two of my two of my favorite SCPs for the longest time. Like my first favorite one, and one of the ones that got me into SCP was a cup of Joe. And it's <laughs> just a it's yeah. just a cup that does fucked up shit to you. Like that's it. It's a cup. I then, love um, explaining that one to people. Like, let me tell you about something small and destructive. Interview with a drain snake. You guys remember Interview with the Drain Snake? There's like a dude bro down in the shower drain. <laughs> but then it's got like the, the most graphic fucking body horror. Oh, no, no. Like it's so it's done no. so well. Like it's pulling this guy through a four inch shower drain and you're, you're hearing every second of it in the pros. And I, when I read that, I recorded it. It was my first collab, special place in my heart, first collaboration ever. I did it with Creepy Otter. And I was the drain snake pulling Creepy Otter down this four-inch tube. And uh, I, got, I got emails from, like, nurses and paramedics that were like, okay, listen, yo, <laughs> most of the time, like, I'm okay with this stuff. I see it every day. I had to turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I was like, that was real. Like, that was really well written. Anyway, yeah, that's oh I like God. those. Yeah. No, that's don't a link good it to monster me. of the week. That's a good <laughs> monster of the week. Drain snake. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, you got that next one, Cassie? Yep, yep. All right. Next mail. Yo, nerds. <laughs> Love the music recommendations. L- ruthlessness is added to my regular listening now, as well as a uh, majority of Epic, the musical. Damn, Nolan did that You're to welcome. us. Right? Oh, new question for y'all. What What are your least favorite tropes in stories you read or hear? hear? Favorite boop. Phyrexian Hollow. Favorite, least favorite tropes favorite or tropes. favorite? Hmm... Stormbreath, you want to take the lead on this one? Least favorite tropes. Um, oh, hmm. This is this is tough. Uh, I think my, my my tastes have really changed a lot over the years I've been, I've been here, and I don't know what my least favorite tropes are anymore. Um, especially since the zeitgeist of what's been like acceptable content has changed so much. Like I used to be really fed up with articles that knew about the foundation and knew that the foundation like was a thing and was referred to them. And in the time that I've been here, like attitudes about that have changed so thoroughly that now that doesn't even phase me at all. That seems like almost a demand of the world we've created is that people would know that the foundation exists. Um, Oof. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything at the moment of like a current dislike. Hmm. So I, I'll jump in. The I don't think this really counts as a trope, 
okay, trope wise, my least favorite trope is like all of the build on this big bad, big bad, big baddie, and then it, you come to find out that the big baddie's not a big baddie. Like he's actually like trying to be one of the good guys or whatever. Like I fucking hate that trope. Let the bad guy be the bad guy. Like stop fucking with me about the bad guy. Let the bad guy be the bad guy. Um, but one thing that I I do I have been annoyed with, and I think a, a lot more lately is like shoehorning in, and it's not a trope. It's just I think part of a writing style, and I think maybe it's something that young authors feel obligated to do, like in the current state of social awareness, is shoehorning in that particular thing like torture is bad or um capitalism is run amok or like you can tell me that in the narrative but you don't have to actually have the character fucking say it out loud like we don't need to have this conversation within the fiction that i'm reading right like i'm living it in the real world you know Mm, yeah the very like it's uh, it's the Garth Marenghi. I know cowards who all who use writers who use subtext, and they're all cowards. Quote um, <laughs> is like there's a time and a place for for that attitude, but then like also to other other times it's like you get really blatant with it, and it's just grating. Yeah, I love that you made that quote. I fucking love that show. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have any strong feelings about tropes. Like I, if uh, if a story can, uh, uh, so that my brain hurts. Is it a suspension of belief or disbelief? Disbelief. Thank you. Typically. If a story, if a story can do that, I don't really. I don't really care <laughs> about whatever. Oh, I've read this 17,000 times. No, take me out of anything else going around besides the words I am reading right now. And that's all I ask. And I don't care if I've read it. So give me the same fucking vampire trope every day for the rest mm. of my life. It's the story is compelling. I'll live happily forever after. So I don't really have a a a, a least favorite for the same reason i just want a good story my my least favorite trope is bad stories (laughs) i don't know look and i have read some bad shit yo there's a book series that me and all my friends agree should not this person should not have been allowed to ever write more than uh the word hello on a piece of paper for the sign their name don't ever let them put pen to paper again they are the worst writers possible but damn that fucking story is good if they had been able to put two words together in a sentence that made sense it would have fucking rocked the planet but that's so bad (laughs) it's so so bad what the story and it's 10 books. Kelsey, it's 10 books. I read all Amazing. of the books because the story is that good. But this person is a shit writer. What is this, like some some Court of Thorns and Roses shit? Or what are, what are we talking about? Not really. I didn't grow up getting, getting, and I say getting, to read young adult books. Like, we yeah. were, my mother, uh, my first book present, I was seven, and it was The Stand by Stephen King. Oh, this nice. is how I grew up. Yes. Yeah. So... 
I didn't get to read young adult novels and bullshit, and there was no romance, but it didn't really uh, occur. It didn't, wasn't really a thing. There was certainly no fucking fantasy in my house. There are certain fa- like I have still never yeah. seen uh, Labyrinth. It just wasn't a fucking thing. Wait, oh, stop. Pause, pause, pause. Wait, I was waiting for that. Break. You were going to let me get past that sentence, and I was no, waiting no, no, for no, it. No, 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 no. You haven't seen Labyrinth. I was wondering why you let me continue with that sentence, because there's always somebody. No, I haven't, because fantasy isn't a thing for me. We- I don't work well with fantasy. Reading these stories is going to be like a boring for me because I don't work well with fantasy. It's meh. Labyrinth was a was a masterpiece. I'm, I'm aware. Was like it. Mm. Like Willow, I've never seen Willow. Uh, you're hurting my childhood. Like you're killing the dragons right now, Cassie. <laughs> I've seen Neverending Story. If that helps, I love it. Everything a makes me bit. cry. They yeah. look like such strong hands, Kelsey. Oh, okay. Big, strong hands. Yes. But fantasy yeah. wasn't a thing. So it is a young adult series called The House of Night. And the main character is a girl. She, oh, gets marked. And the mark means you're turning into a vampire. Okay, cool. Whatever. Let's continue. This was a great idea. It's cute. They teach her and raise her and, like, you know, they teach school. We learn how to deal with the shit that your body is going through. Sorry. Typical girl bullshit stuff, but they're like, they're like gods invented for this story system. Like literal mythology invented for this stupid shit writing book. No, 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 no. Not those kinds of changes. No little men and women going to become vampires. No, there's like a goddess of night and the evil dark god that they battle. Like, it's, a it's a thing. It is more than that. I just spoke because that's like where you heard that. But no, it's like their bodies are dying over time. And one day they drop dead or they don't. And they don't is a vampire. And they do is they're just fucking dead. It's hysterical. But just, I just, reading something and reading it and going and just everything else disappears. It's really the only thing that I am here for. I don't really care if I've read it before. Uh, any any favorite or least favorite tropes? Did you did you talk about that already? Uh, I think one of my favorite tropes uh, is the found family trope. Uh, simply because it's wholesome. You know, it's something that all of us can agree on. Of like people that aren't blood, you just feel a deep connection with, and that person's your family. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, that's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, patrons like Arseful and Oni Mask Productions get more content at patreon.com slash scpweekly. It's totally worth $2, and your support helps us keep the lights on. Intro and outro music was Lonely Party by Arc de Salil. Thanks to Storm Breath for lying to us. Thanks to our sponsor, Dotto Universe Sales. SCP Weekly is distributed by Smooth Cadence Productions. SCP Weekly is not affiliated with the SCP Foundation Wiki, and as such, the opinions presented in this program are our own, do not necessarily reflect those of the Wiki or its staff, and we are not beholden to the Wiki's rules. Music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Share Like 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is also released under CC by SA 3.0. Until next time, I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan. The K is silent. And this has been SCP Weekly. Yay! What do we go out with? Actually... I do I do have a thing I want to go out with Storm Breath. Um 
<clears throat> DJ Cactus, overrated or underrated? Uh, I think uh-huh. I think he's rated appropriately. He's number one, <laughs> and I think that's what he deserves. Um, I don't think he can be underrated because he's rated as the top, and but I think that is a position he deserves. But it is, it is a deserved rating. Yeah. Rounder House, overrated or underrated? Uh, Rounder House, underrated. Rounder House should be number two. Rounder House isn't number two? Who the fuck is number two? Uh, oh, uh, what, let me go ask Krom. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Clef. Yeah, Clef is, Clef is number two, according to Krom. Yeah. As somebody, right. as somebody who desperately loves Cactus, like, absolutely fucking adores Cactus's writing, Rounder House should be number one. Ooh. As desperately in love with Cactus's writing, I am. Rounder House should be number one. He is a small baby child. Look at this shit. What is going to happen when he's our age? (laughs) With the impending alleged retirement of DJ Cactus looming on the horizon. And Rounder House having so many more years left in him before he gets picked off by a publisher... (laughs) <laughs> he probably will eventually climb to that, but I think it'll probably take at least another two or three years for that to happen. Yeah. No. Nope. And God damn it, Bones got to happen before then anyway. So. Oh, God. Uh, Storm Breath, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, SCP Unredacted. Overrated or underdated? <laughs> I think I think probably underrated. Un- underrated. You guys could, definitely could have more publicity that, and you deserve it. No, I mean, we're cool, but Unredacted's an asshole. I don't know if you've met him. <laughs> guy's a douche. <laughs> the offshoot. Underrated or overrated? <laughs> I actually have not watched that. Um, I've been meaning to get around to it, but I, like, just keep never got into it. It's uh, okay. I, so. I, I work Dare with this you. guy. I haven't seen him either. <laughs> We're terrible people. We're terrible. Awful at supporting our friends. Fucking suck. I would not accept this slander. No. No, I we're think terrible. The, I think the offshoot is like DJ Cactus. Appropriately rated with more to come. Nice, nice. Fucking bitch. But will it only get better in the future like Rounder House? Yes. Probably. Nice. That's, that's okay, what we need. releasing the first full episode very soon. Is 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 somehow not number one. Not that I know what number one would be, but is only going to be get better over time and then take the fuck off. Overshoot everybody. So so Stormbreath, <laughs> you've been around for a long time, right? Yeah. In in, yeah. in SCP years. You've seen a lot of authors come and go. Who is out there that we might not know about? That we really should be keeping our eyes on. Who's Ooh. out there? Oh. Keep Ooh. your eyes on. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Who? Who like, like the? Yeah. Who are? Who's the got? Big and I'm talking names. about like they've got the work ethic. They've got the. They've got the the longevity in them. They've got the desire, and they're they're coming into themselves as an author. We don't know who they are yet. Who's out there? That we should be paying attention to. Oh, that that's that's like a, that's a really difficult question because at this point in time, I'm not really interacting with a lot of the up and coming people of the wiki, I, and so I'm kind of out of the loop on this. As like, unfortunately, I've I have a lot of people I know and I keep up with them, 
but they're all really tend to be the big established names. And there's no one that I know right now off the top of my head that's like who I can point to as like, I think this person's going to be the next big name. But KCON entries tend to be where a lot of those people get their starts and become like make themselves known as those uh, as those authors. Like Big Sloth on my face hit the ground running with yep. uh, all creatures great and small. And he hasn't produced a lot since then, but everything out of him has been really good. I definitely recommend yeah, his concur. his Akon uh, Mass Loss Fire. Since we started recording, there have been six more articles added to Rounder House's countdown. Yeah, that's, I mean, the it's cutoff the le- it's, is what, yeah. two hours, two hours yeah. and five minutes from now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, think, I think DJ I have been Cactus re- is still I have been refreshing this, waiting for one of those names, Tanhoney and yeah, Cactus. I know. Post. Yep. Tanhoney said that they were working on something. DJ Cactus did. Hammer Maiden said they were working on something. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I've was, been refreshing this whole time. The cutoff is the cutoff. I was, I was, I was very excited. We talked about this earlier in the episode to see, um, Ip come back, um, for 8K Con. And Ip's, Ip's 8K Con article is classic Ip, like start to finish, like take me right back to Sloth's Pit. And I'm there, and then I'm not there, and then I'm there and not there again. And it was really cool. I'm very, very happy to see it come back from their their hiatus. And I, they were talking in 19 Chord about some other ideas and some uh, things that they want to finish. So I hope that they stick around for a little while this time. Because what that's one of my favorite authors out there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Very cool. It was, it's been around for a while. I have an article that it started and then gave to me to finish and then I didn't finish it either. Um, that's been in the pipeline for like years that I really gotta work on at some point. Maybe actually in collaboration with it at this point. Yeah, now, now that they're back. Mm. Uh, I got to head off now. Uh, it's been great doing this episode. Uh, Stormbreath, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Stormbreath. Thank you. This this was amazing. Thank you for your time. It is highly appreciated. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this will air Tuesday me. evening. We'll shoot you a link to the we'll shoot you a link to the episode when it hits YouTube. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. you too. Take it easy. Bye. 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 Bye.
I know you're pulling. Or? I know you're pulling a table toward you, but it looks like like it looks like you're teleporting yourself closer to the camera when you do that. Like you and the whole background behind you. <clears throat> it's an interesting effect. Yeah, it looks better. I got mine. Uh, All right. Mine. You know, like the the that border between the wet part and the dry part of your lip, like right there. Mine will mm-hmm. mine will grow just past that, and they'll stick to it right there. And I'll be like, "What is that? Oh my god, it's sticking to my lip again!" Now I got to go trim it. Yeah, I have like those times where it's like weirdly like little strands of hair for some reason. Like if you're talking or like eating whatever, somehow get like caught between your teeth, yep. and it's like pulling your lip down in towards it. Oh, God, yeah, and pulling one hair, like, when you, when you just snag one little hair and you yank on it. Yeah. It makes me sneeze. Oh, God. Uh, no, no, you can... There's a... No, you guys can, can take off. I just had a comment for... I'm really confused. Because DJ Cactus did post his The Edge of the World for 8K... He posted a screenshot on January 17th, though. So he's not just... He hasn't posted it, posted it? Yeah, I didn't see his name on the hub. Yeah, Um, I haven't either, but it says item 8000, the edge of the world at the top. It's on his Twitter. Was it a collab? I think think that was like a hype thing he did, because looking at his um, sandbox where he's working on this right now, Mm. uh, he's, he's, he's like currently working on it. Um, I, yeah, he actually has an edit lock active right now on it. Um, so he, it's not finished, uh, and he, I think he's really that trying to get last, in there under the deadline. Clicking frantically on the keyboard. That last fucking yeah. second, isn't he? I, um, I looked at, I took a look at his sandbox, uh, like a couple weeks ago, and then I sent him a DM, and I was like, hey, just a heads up, but your entry, your article seems to be, like, an identical premise to a popular series two article and i just want to warn you about that and then he like didn't work on it for two weeks so might have accidentally just like killed all of his mojo you, with you that. destroyed cactus <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i was like hey i just want to like let you know this one exists it's very similar so like you just want you know i'm sure you can work around it but you just need to know this exists so you can work around it and then like he didn't edit it for two weeks after that so (laughs) hey i've read this before check this out 